Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is February 21st, 2022. And let's just begin by taking a brief moment of silence to connect with one another, followed by a sounding of the noontime recollection. We know, O Lord, of life and love about the need. Touch our hearts anew with love that we too may love and give. Our work together in these weekly webinars is twofold, to introduce the work of triangles to people who are new to it, and to aid them in the forming of triangles, and also to create a platform whereby people who are already members of triangles can come together each week and participate in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the planetary network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. The work is simply the establishing of lines of lighted, loving communication between three people who agree to vivify that triangular link every day. Three people, therefore, link together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. Their triangle is then placed within the larger planetary network of triangles. And as the network is visualized, the great invocation is sounded in order to release and circulate spiritual energies throughout the etheric ethers and into the consciousness of all humanity, touching all open hearts and minds that can respond to spiritual stimulation when it's released into the atmosphere. This planetary service need take only a few minutes each day and can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. So we encourage you to continue your work in Triangles if you are already a member. And for those who are not members, we encourage you to reach out to others either on this webinar, on our Triangles Meditation Group Facebook page, or through our Uh, online platform, which you can find out more about by going to triangles.org. So now, as we do each week, let's begin with a brief visualization in support of this work. Let's plan it as a sphere of lighted energy. And within that sphere, let's visualize a triangle composed of the three primary planetary centers. 
the planetary head center Shambhala, the planetary heart, the spiritual hierarchy, and the planetary throat center, humanity. Visualize the circulation of energies flowing in all directions around the triangle, merging and blending the three points, filling the triangle with light. Superimposed upon that triangle, visualize a five-pointed star. This is the star of the world teacher, linking east and west, past and future, radiating the energy of love wisdom. At each point of the star, the sphere of his activity stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. Visualize the energies radiating forth from the center of the star through these five points. London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo. Visualize these outpouring energies enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems, creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth. Project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy and sound the invocation of light. Radiance are we and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place 
and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. Freedom of expression is a concept that has been written into the cherished constitutions and laws which govern our world. It is the bedrock of free societies, those that seek to foster beauty, goodness, and truth within the lives of their citizens. And as Christina will share with us after the meditation, this will to express is a fundamental quality of the seventh ray, that ray that is powerfully pouring into and conditioning our world at this time. This is an energy that is now well established in our world, this seventh ray, having first begun its ingress in 1675, some 450 years ago. But we're accustomed to thinking of the challenges at any time to be particularly reflective of the outgoing ray and sign, in this case, the sign of Pisces and the sixth ray, the energies that have been conditioning our world for the past 2,100 years. But over the past decades, we can witness the rapid influx of this new seventh ray and Aquarian energies, overlaying and blending with the energies of the past. And this overlay is causing tremendous turmoil as we both accustom ourselves to the new and at the same time work to blend and merge it with that which is passing out, seeking to retain the good and the true which have been the contribution of the past and merge it with the new energies and forces that are incoming. However, when energies pass out, they tend towards a manifestation of their intransigent qualities. They crystallize and hold fast to the past, just as the world moves forward. This intransigence is always to be guarded against as it blocks progress. But we also have to be cognizant of the fact that as new energies pour into the world, they too can first work out in ways that are not in alignment with the soul, in ways that distort and challenge the ultimately divine nature, which are the essence of all the energies, but which at times when working out within the world of form are just as subject to distortion as are the energies that are passing out. So when we look back at the beginnings of the Piscean age, wherein Pisces and the sixth ray were just coming in, we can clearly see 
that while Pisces was the age of the Savior, the age of the Christ, yet at that time the Christ himself, the purest expression of divine truth, was crucified, as were many of his disciples. And then in the following centuries, Christianity itself, which sought to save the world through love, also was terribly cruel and violent at times in its attempts to bring this message to those who held different points of view under the impress of the lower and more brutal aspects of the sixth ray energy and the distorted Plutonian force working through Pisces. So while we may like to imagine that the Aquarian age and the seventh ray dispensation will be expressive only of the higher qualities of these energies. In fact, all the rays and signs also have their lower aspects and manifestations, their glamours, which might also be particularly on display at the beginning of an age and as well at its end. For all energies, after all, are impersonal, having both a high and lower manifestation. And so their appropriation is entirely dependent upon the nature and state of the consciousness of the individuals or groups upon whom they are impinging. The strengths and the weaknesses of any energies can also be working out at the same time, creating confusion. Relatively speaking, humanity is still rather young in its expression and not therefore able to work maturely with these powerful, impouring energies. Humanity has the tendency therefore to embrace that which is new and run with it, wishing to throw out past safeguards, to throw out the baby with the bath, we might say. And only with the passage of time do we come to see the ways in which tools that provide tremendous advances in so many fields of endeavor can also be turned into systems of control and manipulation, such is the case today with certain aspects of technology. In large numbers, humanity is moving towards the stage of integration, a key and important stage in the evolutionary journey and one that brings in powerful abilities upon the material plane, upon the mental plane and the astral as well. A strong self-will. But if this self-will becomes too strong, captured and caught up in the material forces that are still powerfully controlling on the planet, then the influx of energies from the soul can be blocked and the individual or the group become trapped in the world of non-reality and the mind becomes the slayer of the reality of the soul's light. So during this transition period, we must guard against the limits of human understanding as it seeks to blindly translate the incoming energies through those with narrow vision. We have to keep in mind the words of Francis Bacon, who wrote, the universe is not to be narrowed down to the limits of our understanding, but rather our understanding must be stretched and enlarged to take in the image of the universe as it is discovered. 
those who are working within the periphery of the new group of world servers are working to align themselves to this expanded perception of the universe and can do so because paralleling the influx and strengthening of the self-will is another impouring energy, that of the will to good. This spiritual will is being appropriated by the new group, working in group formation through its ability to bridge towards the higher aspects of the mind, working together at coordinated and key interlude moments occurring within the heavens. A collective channel is forged through which light, love, and power are being released into the world, counteracting the forces that seek to arrest the tide of human evolution. As a consequence, the masses of humanity are awakening to their light, to their inner divinity, and expressing it in joyous and creative ways. The new group holds the vision and does not falter despite the challenges. As we come together in groups, large and small, pooling our resources, using the tools with which we can work, we come to live in greater harmony with the earth, sharing within its currents. In fact, it is these currents which are so potent at this time in earth's evolutionary journey that are the real factors underlying the present challenges facing us all. The earth's etheric field is subjective and it's responsive to many powerful forces, most of which are triangular in nature. As we become more receptive to these currents, which this incoming seventh ray Aquarian age will aid us in doing, we will keep the plan progressing, directing its energies as a group and thereby moving our planet into the category of a sacred, beautiful planet, which subjectively it already is. So let's all think sacredly and act locally. So let's now work together in our meditation, integrating ourselves as a group, linking in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group. We project a line of lighted energy towards the hierarchy and towards the highest center Shambhala and sound together the affirmation of will. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Deflect my will from his. 
I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network. Now lift the consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. Visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill circulating in and around the Triangle's network.
visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness, and establishing right human relationships. Project a rainbow bridge of energy towards the spiritual hierarchy and sound together the mantra of unification. The sons of men are one and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. distributions, sounding the great invocation silently or aloud. <clears throat> and as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, as a channel through which light, love, 
and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone. And I'd like now to welcome Christina Kosmodaki from Athens, Greece. And Christina has presented numerous times here on the webinar, and we're always so grateful to have her here with us. She's a, a real co-worker of Lucis Trust and has a strong group in Greece, uh, very active in uh, their own work, as well as translating many of the materials from Lucis Trust. So, Christina, welcome. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Kathy, thank you so much for this invitation, really. And a warm hello, which is Greek ya or kerete, to each one and all the co-workers of this group. It's only three days ago that we entered in the last of the 12 zodiacal signs, Pisces. Ahead of us is the time of spring and of the three major spiritual festivals at the beginning of the new spiritual year. 
Behind us is the sign of Aquarius that just came to an end. And this might be true from our everyday perception in the three worlds. From another perspective, as a greater whole, however, we are traveling in a reverse way. According to the greater zodiac divided in periods of thousands of years, it is the Piscean era that we are leaving behind, having entered the Aquarian age, which is on its way, even if not completely with us at the moment. And here I would like to mention a quote by the great intuitive poet Rainer Maria Rilke. The future enters into us in order to transform itself in us long before it happens. As people used to be wrong about the motion of the sun, so they are still wrong about the motion of the future. The future stands still. It is we who move in infinite space. This overlapping of two great cycles or time periods might be graphically depicted by the symbol of the Sika Pisces, a geometrical shape formed by the intersection of two disks with the same radius in such a way that the center of each disk lies on the perimeter of the other. This brings the image of a lens or magnifying glass within which an equilateral triangle can be formed. Pythagoras, 600 BC, is considered to be the first to draw this symbol related with the mysterious number 153, expressing the universal truth of the triad soul. To note that its Latin name is bladder of a fish, and in Italian, the shape's name is mandorla, almond. Almond being known as an Hebraic symbol of the revealer. Down the ages, it has been considered as a creative center, a sacred chalice, and has inspired artworks in many fields of human endeavor. In ecclesiastical iconography, Within it is often Christ or Virgin Mary depicted. In short, it conveys the idea of a dynamic potential. And in Eastern iconography, it is the same shape appearing in the form of the third eye on the forefront of the face above the eyebrows, the all-seeing eye within a triangle. Looking in, and through the, the lens of, of these converging time cycles, we may see how they blend and fuse and how their mutual embrace, overlapping and interaction produces a high spiritual potency and vibrate, by vibratory power, <coughs> sorry, recognizable as a great planetary crisis in the process of a significant transition. At its heart, however, the form of the equilateral triangle becomes more evident, clear and radiant as the eternal symbol of the one soul carrying the living waters and bringing life more abundant with the passing of time. 
This transitory period is hastened by the incoming of the seventh ray, which is said to be of the greater activity when coinciding with the sun being in the sign of Aquarius and Uranus as ruled, what is now astronomically the case. This is the ray of ceremonial rhythm, order and ritual, magic and organization. Its plane of manifestation is the seventh or physical plane, hence its effects are evident nowadays in the world, producing disorder and destruction of forms, but leading ultimately to a more complete fusion and a higher synthesis. The power or will of God expresses itself through the organized, systematized processes of the seventh ray, being the expression of the same potency under another aspect. This is another reason for its appearance at this time, as the seventh ray is one of the direct lines along which the first ray inner energy can travel. In this relation, the one universal life is apparent, as postulated in the occult statement. Matter is spirit at its lowest point, and spirit is matter at its highest. This seventh ray affects most dynamically the mineral kingdom as it displays the most perfect material and major expression of the geometrical faculty of the universal mind. Not of surprise then, but a keynote for the ray seven is the will to express in esoteric astrology. Also, the expression of the will is given as one of the names by whom the seventh ray lord is known in esoteric psychology. As further noticed in the book, to draw our attention and interest, the work of the future can be seen from a study of these names and their meaning is of prime significance today. Of the several definitions given in the dictionary for the word express, of interest is that deriving from the Latin exprimere, literally out of the first prime, perhaps, meaning to rep represent, describe, portray, imitate, translate, and also from the word expressare, meaning to subject to pressure so as to extract something, to press out or squeeze, push, hold fast, cover, compress. Via an intermediary such as clay, etc., but under pressure takes the form of an image, it came up to mean represent in visual arts, put into words, speak one's mind, and so on. Further, as adverb, it means clearly made known, stated explicitly, articulated precisely, especially on purpose, directly, firmly. All the above brings in the foreground the realization that speech is the most occult manifestation in existence. It is the means of creation and the vehicle for force. Speech is one of the greatest instruments for practical development lying in the hands of small and great, 
and in the utilization of words justly spoken and chosen lies the distribution of the love force of the solar system. Taurus is the ruling sign of the region wherefrom must emanate the creative activity of the man who is upon the path. It's to the throat center that the energy of the sacred center must be lifted so that creation takes place through love and by the will. Directed and motivated speech of an outgoing and explanatory nature is the method which transforms the disciple into a wise cooperator with the plan. For as man translates his ideals into words and acts, he brings about transformation, transmutation, and eventually translation upon the mountaintop of initiation. Speech is a great magical force that produces objective manifestation. For things are that which the word makes them in naming them. Hereby, self-forgetfulness, harmlessness, and right speech can build the brilliant triangle of great transformational potency of which it might be said, similar to faith, that it can move mountains. Most of that may be easier said than done, yet this is also the whole point of how the living waters of Aquarius can impregnate minds and hearts, precipitating the new ideas from the rain cloud of knowable things, which can still thirsty men and meet their real needs, expressed as new ideas, culture, and right human relations, and impressed upon human consciousness. It sounds kind of surreal that the human family counting today circa 7.5 million billion sorry has a feeling of abandonment separation and aloneness searching for life on other planets rather than recognizing the interconnectedness all oneness and unity of all life forms the one heartbeat of the planet encompassing all kingdoms in nature Words are these little things that are perhaps crying for our closer attention, clear oriented intention and higher spiritual tension to become alive, to convey and ultimately reveal their inner truth, symbolically to become flesh. By giving new meaning and renewed impetus to our words, spoken or silently, in meditation as in our daily life and service we are drastically given giving a hand to the transformation of the spiritual climate of the planet of the planet or what we must truly make our climate in one significant sense and the fourth of white magic then we might be touched anew and even be overwhelmed by the simplicity and beauty of the truth hidden in the old phrase, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Romans 12.2. For it is always after the clouds are dispersed and the sun is shining bright 
that a radiant rainbow may make its majestic appearance above the horizon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Christina. So poetic and beautiful, very touching. Thank you so much for sharing your your wisdom with us. So many um, thoughts there to consider. I really uh, had never really heard some of the ideas you expressed about this Pisces. Uh, what is the name of it again? Pisces. Pisces. Yes, and it's. So, I don't know if so I pronounce it right, but it is kind of Latin. Yes. Yeah. And in the I, middle of this lens is the triangle. Yeah. The first formation of the triangle. It's it's really interesting the thought that you brought. For some reason, I'd never thought of the idea that that middle section is like a lens because you can see it so clearly. You know that the the convergence of the energies of the left and the right, the past and the future. It just, it just demonstrates how potent this time is. And although this time between the ages where we're really in that lens, it somehow seems that everything is obscured a lot of the time. But in fact, if we go by this teaching, everything is brought under the lens of an enhanced ability to see the truth, it seems. I don't hear you, Christina. Uh, I'm here. I'm listening to you. Oh, I'm finished. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, uh, seeing magical glasses, you know, through the lens, <laughs> which uh, convey the magic of the seventh ray, of course. Um, yes, and uh, it's, uh, as said, a very a symbol of, of, of potency and creation. Yeah. Um, Okay, yeah. I don't know. I have uh, attached two links. Uh, if uh, if the transcript is uh, put in the in the chat, yes, we they put may the... look at it and uh, read a little bit about it. Great, that would be really nice. Has many ways of seeing it. Also, this uh, magical number of Pythagoras, which is connected with uh, something with the fishes of. Christ, he knew how many fishes in the net was were. Hmm. Amazing stories, but I, I'm not able now to, to go on with them. Sure, sure. Um, and I also thought it was very interesting your um, reading out some of the definitions of to express. And we can see some of the, you know, the meanings that we could apply esoterically such as to subject to pressure, you know? Mm -hmm. it, and it just yeah. really focused on the, the ideas that you were bringing up at the end there about the potency that words have and that they can be used to convey to others who, for example, as you mentioned, so many people are feeling isolated. Um, and so just reaching out with our, with our words, even a, a short word or two, can make a difference to people who are who are feeling that isolation. Mm -hmm. 
And I thought perhaps that our texting, what goes on every day, can be really transformed into, into droplets of thought if we see it differently. Yes. The texting to our friends, you know what I mean. Right? Yes. Yeah. And that takes time and that's something that we don't always put into our texts. At least I could speak for myself. And um, yeah, that's something to, to definitely think about. Um, so if anybody in the, of the participants would like to share audibly a thought or two with Christina and the group, please um, feel free to do that. And also, Christina, do you see the chat? Would you like to read? Um, yes. Uh, oh. I have to go all the way up. You don't have to go all the way up. That's just, you know. People are asking for triangles. For outstanding. Good words. For the presentation. There's a lot of compliments. Uh, yeah. Good words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of good words. Yeah. And, well, is there anything else that you would like to share just in relationship um, to this word express or to the idea of using our words um, from your own experience, from your own life experience, what you have found. I mean, you've given a beautiful demonstration of the power of words in your, in your talk today, but I know you work with, with many co-workers and, you know, sometimes there can be challenges uh, through the use of words. And so we all in our spiritual life have to work to remember the potency of words. Um, I found out that uh, between the words, there are intervals, but they can be magnified or they can be coordinated with the breath. And this gives another potency to the words and to the thinking before the words come out of the mouth, the lips. Yeah. So you work in, in interludes in speech. Those interludes are the place where magic can like happen. Like between the musical notes, the interludes. Yeah. This is what I mean, yes. Yeah. So they give, if you extend them symbolically, they give time for you to think what is the next that you would like to say. Or not say. Not say, exactly. Yeah. That's beautiful thought. Yeah, we can all... And I can say to my poor knowledge that in the Byzantine times, the, the written words were without intervals. 
you could see the whole, phrase, whole phrases following one another without spaces between the words. Hmm. That must have been very, very confusing. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see if there's any. Um, there's a comment from Gary Marks. I don't know if you see that down at the mm. bottom. Yes, an education. We call it a Venn diagram. Venn diagram. It's a known word for me, the Venn. In this context, the center becomes synthesis and unity similar to Libra and the center between opposing forces. Yes. Yeah. Like the the Ajna center becomes a synthesis between the two eyes. Mm. Yeah, the the Tibetan gives a diagram like this that some students are probably very familiar with in one of the Dina books where he's speaking to a student who's the Tibetan has is stating that this student is now transferring out of, beginning the transfer out of his ashram, the Tibetan's ashram, into the ashram of his master, who is the master Kutumi. And that he's now in this midway point between the two and drawing upon and serving within both at the same time. So, mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of a symbol of the new group of world servers who are part of humanity but also part of the spiritual hierarchy and standing in that that lens. Talking about midway, like you said, um, I had uh, an idea, let's say, or I saw the new group of world servers as a midwife. Yes. Because uh, midwife um, in Greek is Mea. Mea is the mother of of Mercury, Hermes, and also of Buddha. And anyway, the new group of world servers is under the rulership of Taurus in May. So it made sense to me, but just to me, I'm not sure. No, I think that's totally true. I've, I've often thought of the new group as a midwife. Yeah, definitely. Um, there, do you see underneath Gary's that you just read? I lost the sound for a moment. Oh, there's a comment from Eduardo under the one from uh, that you just read from Gary. Do you, Thank do you, you, Christine and Kathy. Spoken word has a potency unknown to, unsuspected, and disbelieved, disbelieved in by the modern sages because sound and rhythm are closely related to the four elements of the answer. And because the vibration in the air is sure to awaken corresponding powers from the secret doctrine. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sort of that quote sort of reminds me of some of the passages in the book. I think it's called the secret. 
of music throughout the ages by Cyril Scott. I'm not sure of the correct title, but it's not about the spoken word, but he's speaking about the power of music. And Eduardo, being a musician, I'm sure understands that full well. But, you know, he was just speaking about the different qualities of the vibratory emanations from the different composers being released into the atmosphere causing such profound impact on the environment. And it's just amazing um, mm -hmm. to think of that, that energy, that going out, meeting the need of different types of people. Uh, if I'm not wrong, I've seen somewhere in this uh, travel within the books and everything, that before the new art, is um, emerges uh, the first um, thing would be the the written word mm. and then comes music and everything else as a, a real new art in on the planet that, that makes creative sense. art that makes I, sense. i don't know where i found it but i'm sure that uh, i yeah. read something like this it probably means in a sense that the written word is is what is most powerful at this time, but we're, we'll move, as the new age energies come in, we'll move into a more, a different form, you know? Yes, yes. Maybe, but words are... More, certain... more ethereal form. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But mm -hmm. I think before... Um... Uh, speech will become telepathically, telepathic, like yeah. the Tibetan. Yeah. Um, a new language has to be somehow not established exactly. I don't know how to say it. A new language which would not be on the basis of letters and words exactly, but that could appeal to hearts and minds everywhere. That's in the three words, I mean, not, not, not on etherical planes and everything. He seems to indicate that English is the language of the synthetic language at this time. And obviously it is kind of the dominant language in the world today. So it seems that that language will continue into the future and yes. Still, people will have their native tongue as well, but English seems to unite us um, on some levels. But, but certainly, like you say, it will evolve. Things will, of course, always evolve. And there is another comment that uh, refers to the Chalice Well of Glastonbury. Mm. From Santana. Which, uh, really is, yes, uh, it, it was in my thoughts and uh, and it was a couple of years ago, I think, that the talk were given at the Cambridge School Conference in London about this. And it was impressive about this chalice well in Glastonbury. Mm. There's maybe one last comment here by Clarence. I don't know if you see it, a couple scroll down. I appreciate your dwelling on the meaning of the word express. 
My father used to say that we need to learn such things ourselves. First, this actually describes the way the conscious heart works. It's true, and we have in Greece a, an expression coming out of the olive tree. Mm -hmm. uh, my soul came out. The oil or soul came out of me. Mm. If something was very difficult and challenging, you know. Mm. So it makes really sense to squeeze us, yes. Well, thank you so much, Christina, as always. And thank you all. Thank you. So let's just close now by visualizing the planetary network, the planet surrounded by a network of triangles. radiating goodwill. Thank you everyone.